Blog Talk Radio. Some of the myths 
that I'm, I, I'm going to declare if they're myth or fact. Actually, some of the information really has um, some validity, but is it a deal breaker? And that's really kind of what um, what I want to clarify in this show today, that some of the things that the information we're going to cover, there isn't a black or white answer to it. Some of it is you know beneficial. Some of it can be beneficial. But really why I want to um, educate the listeners and those who ever listen to this in the future is that if it's if is this important enough of a fact or myth that will hinder you from moving forward in your AC diet process, and that's really kind of where I wanted to wanted to touch on this today. So without further ado, I, you know I don't want to <clears throat> take up too much time in case we need to open the lines and there's more myths that you guys may be able to add to their list. And the goal is to, is to get a huge list and do a lot of videos um, so I can put them out there so people can actually have some place to go to get this information. So I didn't put them in any order of importance. I just kind of put the ones that came to my mind today. And like I said, there's probably more of them. And if you have some that, that uh, you've been thinking of, and uh, please let me know, and I will uh, provide an answer for them. So the one I came to the first on my list is one that's been out there since the very beginning of the original Simeon's Protocol, and, and it's about uh, skipping a shot. And that um, what was the reason for skipping one shot a week? Do you need to skip one shot a week? Um, is this a myth or a fact? And, and, and if you don't, what will happen? And if you do, what will happen? So I'm going to give you my best answer for these. And like I said, these are all you know either my personal opinion or personal. I've lived through it, the process of it. Um, I try to give you information that I at least personally um, know um, to be so or not so. So, <laughs> so skipping a shot. Well, the, one of the reasons for skipping a shot um, originally was uh, for people that were going to do a 43-day cycle to 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 eliminate eliminate or minimize the possibility of becoming immune to ACG. It was recommended that you did six days on and one day off. And uh, by doing that, by giving your body that one-day break, it was thought that that would um, basically um, reduce, give you the data, reduce the ACG levels in your body, so it wouldn't be constantly there. So you wouldn't build this immunity to the ACG. Um, do you have to admit, do you have to skip a shot every week? No, I've done the protocol both ways: skipping a shot, not skipping a shot. Um, I have people that I've coached that done 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 the protocol uh, multiple times without skipping a shot. Um, really, this is kind of personal choice. Now, this is where the, these are one of those gray areas that is it a bad thing? You know, my thing, you know, because one of the one of the myths you're gonna we're gonna talk about is the duration of the, the duration of the protocol. And uh, so, if you kind of if you're one of those people that are coming in the protocol that have a lot of weight to lose, would it be a bad idea to skip one week, one week, one day a week of a shot um, for those long? Uh, duration protocols that you plan on doing or multiple protocols you plan on doing. I say it's not a bad idea. Is it necessary? Is it a game changer or a deal breaker? No, I don't believe it is a deal breaker. So um, the fact that if you must skip you must skip a shot a week, I would put that in the myth category, uh, not the fat category. But is it a bad idea? Absolutely not. Personal preference. Um, either way, um, I believe you're going to have uh, great results in the protocol. So that's my myth buster number one the need to have to uh, skip a shot. Now, I'm going to follow that with this, the set qu question number two, which is also one of the original um, boundaries within the protocol, that you either lost 35 pounds or went 43, went 43 days or, or 35 pounds, whichever came first. That meant you needed to stop the protocol immediately and move into phase three. And the reason why I have difficulty with this, because, I, like I said, for someone who's done the protocol on several times, who have coached people on these protocols several times, you know, the AC diet had 
really started off having a huge success rate, which I mean like start off at 100% success rate. And I've noticed that the success rate is dropping, and it's still in the 90 percentile, okay, for those who really follow it, but it's dropping, and I think it's dropping for the reason why I'm having this show, because there's so much information out there and so much misinformation or kind of, uh, you know, if you tell a story, and by the time the third or fourth person, person tells a story, it kind of gets distorted. Well, I think the distortion in the way the protocol is designed and what it's meant to do is actually, it's actually starting to cause a, uh, a backlash in the success rate that people are having. And this is one of them, that the fact that um, I find that people who, who finally come to the table and want to lose the weight, who are motivated, excited, finally have kind of brought themselves to that place and that courage, they're going to go, look, I'm doing this no matter what, um, forcing them to stop, especially those who have a lot of weight to lose. They can hit 35 pounds in literally a couple of weeks of being on the protocol. With 21 days, easy, they can hit 35 pounds. And the fact that they're just now getting in their habits of, of learning portion control, just now getting to understand, you know, food tastes like without having the preservatives and all of the chemicals in it, just starting to see some results, um, forcing them to stop and then move into phase three and try and stabilize at a weight that is probably 75 pounds away from where they want to be, and then going back into phase four, trying to na navigate the mind feel of what do you eat now without having that really good foundation, I think is a huge mistake. And um, so, and is it true that if you, if you, and the reason was is that if you went more than 43 days on the protocol, your body would instantly form this, this um, immunity. And I'm sure some of you guys have heard me say this before and on my YouTube uh, blogs or what have you, that I personally have not run into in, any single person that has had an immunity or what we could describe as an immunity or, or identify as, the, as an immunity to the ACG hormone while on the protocol. And, um, and, and I have you know, living proof because I have people that have gone 120 days plus straight without stalls and without um, and without um, building up an immunity, obviously, past 43 days. Um, so, this, this, so this one, when it comes in the myth or fact category, I absolutely put this in the myth category. And, um, and this is, like I said, it's my personal opinion. I mean, everyone was gonna, everyone's going to have a different opinion and, and maybe argue this point with me. But for me, like I said, I'm always coming from a place where what is in the better good of the person to reach their goal. You know, there's nothing to me. I don't think that, you know, starting the diet is not the, is not the, uh, you know, the most important aspect of success. I think finishing it and getting the results you want is the is the most important aspect of, of of dialing in what you consider to be successful or not, and so you know to start and fail that that's that just falls in the category of probably every other diet. So I want to minimize your possibility of failure by leaving you in, by leaving you in a, with the empowerment that you know what, if you have you finally have this this Zen moment where you're in the groove to lose the weight, the weight's coming off, you're happy, things are going your way. Um, it's like stopping a you know a, a you know a a locomotive, you know, a, a train from from being enforced in full momentum to get to its goal, and then somebody forcing it to jump on tracks and stop and uh, and stop put on the brakes. Um, it takes a lot of force, takes a lot of uh, you know determination to stop and then try and start that process over again. So I'm a visual guy. I try to give analogies. So question number two 
is uh, is it 43 days or 35 pounds, whichever comes first? Is that a myth or a fact? In my experience, I've seen people go way beyond 43 days and not build an immunity and not have an issue with it. So um, that's just information you can do with what you, with what you like. Um, my my myth number three: you must eat organic foods in order for uh, you to be successful on HG diet. Is a factor in a myth. You know what? This is another one of those that is it. Would it be beneficial if you could eat organically? Absolutely. Do chemicals and uh, the chemicals and hormones in our foods still continue to uh, kind of? Uh, I'm looking for the right word, decalibrate, if you will, um, our, our hypothalamus and, and will help it uh, make it more difficult to reset and probably make it easier for it to be um, recalibrated out of whack. Um, absolutely. Is eating organic, um, is it is it a realistic option for everyone? No. I mean, I know that Jay and I did the protocol originally organic. We went to go do it again organically when the when the when the economy kind of changed and things were tight and I remember going to Whole Foods and trying to trying to, you know, fill our refrigerator up with all the foods that we wanted and all the things that we needed and all the fruits and vegetables and it was extremely costly. And when you have a choice between spending $300 on groceries that are going to last you only a week or maybe 10 days versus spending $150, I mean, most people are going to do what they have to do in order to make it, make it work for their family. So this, I don't want this to be a deal changer because there are some people out there that are in the belief, with the belief system that if you do not eat organically, you will not lose the weight, that the, that the protocol was designed only to work with organic foods. And if you don't do that, then you're wasting your time. Therefore, don't even bother starting. So I want you to know that we successfully lost weight eating, eating organically or not eating organically. In a perfect world, yes, organic eating as organically as you can will help you keep weight off your body because it's it's becoming more and more evident that the hormones and the and the uh, pesticides and the and the and the antibiotics and stuff they're putting in the meat and the and, and in their produce is really causing our bodies to basically act allergically to them, um, which in turn will start food have, make us have more food cravings, have us hold on to weight a little bit uh, uh, easier, and store fat easier. So you got to do what you got to do, but my thing is get the weight off, and you know by all means necessary, and then navigate your life the best you can in order to eat the healthiest diet you can afford to eat um, under whatever circumstances you're in. Because, like I said, this diet has been the diet of the wealthy for probably 30, 40, 50 years. I've hidden, um, but only the super rich, you know, and famous, you know, got those, got their baby back bodies, you know, in a couple of weeks because they knew the secret and they can have chefs and people to cook for them. This is, this, my goal is to make this a mainstream uh, protocol that's not just for the rich and famous, but for anybody from any walk of life that is stuck in a body that they don't want to be stuck in or, or stuck taking uh, prescription drugs that they can't afford and the point, or that they don't need. And then once they get healthy and get thin, guess what? The money you've been spending on prescription drugs, you can afford to have an organic uh, eating lifestyle. Because I know that was one prescription that I had to take cost me $130 a month. Another one I took, took cost me $170 a month. So I was spending on top of my food bill you know, almost $300 a month just on prescription drugs alone. So... There is a method to the madness, but do you, is it absolutely necessary in order for you to win the battle of the bulge in this particular protocol, eating organically? That goes in the myth category. Uh, my next one is, as simple as it may sound, 
But this is really a big question out there because this was the one that was told, everyone told they couldn't do. As simple as mixing your vegetables. Can you mix your vegetables on the HC diet? Now, the original protocol that, that Danny and I followed, we simply had three and a half ounces of chicken or beef or, what, or whatever the fish, and we had probably four or five asparagus cues or four or five pieces of broccoli or sliced cucumbers or sliced tomatoes, and it was one or, um, and it seemed... Um, just by looking at our plate, there was nothing exciting about it. Um, but it was a means to an end. After a great deal of uh, you know trial and error and research and 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 playing with foods and playing with recipes, we realized that the, once again the overall goal is to get people to on this protocol to not feel like they're on a diet, but to learn that this is a, a way of you know a new new lifestyle change, a way of eating, combining your foods with fruits and vegetables and lean proteins, putting them together in a way that they taste good. That so that. They taste so good that literally that's the food you crave and that's the food you want to have once you're beyond the the, uh, the phase two and the phase three of the, of the protocol. And um, by doing that, that means if you eat relatively healthy and eat the same kind of food combinations, having a lean protein and vegetable and fruit daily in your meals, you can actually have some of those the forbidden foods, if you will, on occasion or on the weekends, and you can still maintain your weight. It's not about all or nothing, but it's about majority of one and, and, and little of the other. So mixing your vegetables made a huge difference in our in our ability to enjoy our food and made a huge difference in the portions of our food. Now, could you imagine how do you have a salad if you can't mix your vegetables? Um, how do you make sautéed scallops with, with a vegetable and onions and garlic and broccoli and asparagus and, you know, it look good and taste good if uh, you can't make your vegetables? So, you know, yeah, adding the coconut oil into the, into the, into the mix, which was, was, was huge, allowing us to mix our vegetables and actually make dishes that, that I remember saying repeatedly over and over again throughout the protocol, why don't we eat like this all the time? It tastes great, it's very easy to make, and it's healthy and you feel good. Every time you finish a meal, you don't sit back and you don't feel bloated. You're not gassed up. Your stomach's not expanded. You don't have all of these, you know, acid reflex stuff going on. I mean, your body just says, "Hey, this is the way. This I like this." And guess what? I'm not going to give you a reaction to it. So uh, it's kind of an odd thing that people ask, well, what do I eat once the diet is over? Well, why would you change? I mean, was that horrible? So the point is, if you make it. Um, simply mixing vegetables on the protocol can actually make the difference between you eating, making these type of food choices for the rest of your life in different combinations, or you going from what you think is a diet to now what? And now what usually goes? Now what usually returns back to whatever it is you know, or whatever you've been programmed to do for the long period of time, which is reaching for comfort foods and 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 uh, fast foods and convenient foods. So, myth number four: mixing vegetables is a um, another another myth. <laughs> now, would it hurt to not mix your vegetables, obviously? No. Would you lose just as much weight? Probably. Um, would it be as pleasurable uh, for the long haul, um, probably into week three and week four and beyond? It gets a little boring. And i got to tell you that in the original protocol, we had nothing but apple cider vinegar was our choice for our vegetables. And if you've eaten apple cider vinegar for 21 days or 43 days, to this day, I will not eat apple cider vinegar because there's protocol. Now, I do on occasion pour a teaspoon in a, in a glass of water or juice because it is really good for you, but the taste of it is very hard for me to, t to palate because of the fact that we ate it every single day for 40 days, and it just 
and we put spices on our stuff and try to make it try to make it like a dressing or whatever. But it just after a while it just gets it just gets horrible for some at least for me. So um, hence mixing vegetables is a is a cool thing. Um, myth number four. I'm number five. Um, you must talk, you must now. This one is another delicate one, guys, and this is not a medical advice. This is just an opinion and feedback from not only my own family of females, but from people that I've coached and talked to for ye- the last couple of years now. But this is a, another one that is really, um, I think, can make or break someone's protocol. And it should you stop, must you stop taking your ACG while on Tom, that time of the month? This is for you ladies out there. Because I get asked the question all the time. Uh, it's an uncomfortable question to ask because really there are some women that, ha- that the ACG in their system does affect their cycle, and it can make it come sooner, it can make it come later, it can make it not come at all. Um, eventually things get back to normal, but it, you know, for some women they don't, it doesn't affect them at all. Like my wife Janie, she didn't get affected at all. My daughters didn't get affected at all, but I have some people that do get affected. But really the advice that I'm going to give you on this is not – it's not to maximize or minimize the effect because I haven't really clearly defined if stopping um, the HCG on your, the time you're on your on your period is is beneficial or not beneficial because of the fact that you know either one has its has its um, upside or downside. But what I what we did come up with is is a formula to prevent the food cravings and the hunger to getting out of control because this seemed to be the point of the time of the month for some women who get cravings for sweets and sugar and chocolate um, who who just those cravings alone um, tend to really make it difficult and challenging for them to stay within the protocol now think about it being more challenging that if you're a person that has a cycle that's more than a couple of days and it's the six or seven day cycle by day three when the ACG is out of your system and you're trying to maintain a low calorie diet and you're having food cravings, it gets to be very, very challenging for you to try and, and stay the course. And some people have, some women have the diligence to do that and some women crumble under the, under the pressure. Then they set in with guilt because they've, they've eaten things they shouldn't have eaten or they've binged for a couple of days, they gain weight. You're already bloated and gaining possible water weight anyway from being on the cycle. So emotionally, psychologically, and physically, it can be a challenging time. So the advice that I'm, that I'm giving you is to minimize all of those things, and it's just a make sense approach. So this is what I this is what I came up with, and it seems to work really well with a lot of women. Uh, if you have a normal cycle of say six days, then my my recommendation is that you take your ACG for the first three days of your cycle, and then you let it you go off of it for the last three days of your cycle, giving it time for it to dissipate into your in your system, allowing your cycle to stop on its normal time, because sometimes if you keep taking it, it could actually drag it out a little bit longer. You allow it to stop, but also by the time that you are, your levels have dropped off completely and the, and the hunger cravings start to set in, you're right about ready to go ahead and start your, you know, re-entering the ACG in your system and get that benefit of having a suppressed appetite. Um, that seems to work because of the fact you're not suffering through seven days or six days or five days of trying to white-knuckle it. So it's just common sense, you know, I'm, I, and, you know, Jay and I kind of came up with it. We tested it, and, and it would seem like with some people, and they said, hey, that really helped me out a lot because it, it curbs uh, the, um, some of my cravings. And that's, that's you know, the in, in the first few weeks of the protocol, food cravings can still exist. Later in the protocol, really the HCG does do a really good job with food cravings, including those cravings that come around during this time of the month. So, you know, having it in your system is actually more beneficial than not. 
but to alleviate you know the possibility of dragging out your tom for longer than the time that you like to, like it to be around, uh, Janie calls Aunt Flo. In other words, in, in, in order to have Aunt Flo's visit be the minimum time, the minimum number of days um, when you want your not so favorite aunt to be gone, then this is something that may help you. So once again, this is not medical advice; it's just common sense and feedback advice we've gotten from coaching clients and my own my own family members and it seems to make sense and like I said you can make whatever choice you need to make that you feel most comfortable with so some women want to follow the protocol to the letter and, and take stop taking the ACD and deal with and, and deal whatever comes their way some women don't stop at all and have no problems and some can use option three which is a little bit of both which I think kind of makes sense so hope that's helpful all right let's see myth number Six. Now, this is the big one because this is the one I, I, I say that can be a game changer for a lot of people, and uh, especially especially African Americans and women. Okay, and it's as simple as it's as simple as what I'm going to talk about. It, it can be. It really has been a game changer as far as people not implementing the protocol because of these restrictions. Now, you all have known, have heard the restriction that you cannot use any oils or lotions or even makeup or lipstick um, while you're on the protocol. Now, if you're a stay-at-home mom that doesn't have to leave the house and you can kind of, you know, take care of the kids at home and not worry about being seen without your makeup and what have you, um, or if you, you know, African-Americans, we have very dry skin. We call it ashy. We get ashy. Your elbows get ashy. Your knees get ashy. And, and we hate being ashy, right? So, I mean, then this may be, then you can, you kind of can go through the protocol without this. But if you're a busy executive or you have, you know, you're, you're on the job and a part of your job is looking and feeling the best you can be, then you you not wearing makeup and, and, and eyewear and lipstick or what have you could be very challenging. And some people have done it and said, hey, I'm doing a protocol. I can't do it. Just bear with me. Uh, some people will say, I'm not doing this diet because I can't do that. Well, this is what this Mythbusters is for, those people. The people that, that put the line in the sand and say, look, you know what? How I look is an important aspect of what I do. And me being able to do this diet is something I really want to do, but me not me not looking and feeling my best is a game changer, which means I have to wait till I'm on vacation or wait and wait and sometimes waiting and waiting and waiting never comes back to uh getting to what you want getting done what you want done. So let me kinda ask tell you the myth of the fact. You know what? One th- I've used lotions, oils and my family has and several hundred people have used them and had very good success with the protocol. Now, when I, I do honestly, when, I, when if there's any one problem with any of those substances that I have a problem with, or I tell people to avoid, are lotions because they seem to have the highest level of chemicals that are really just not good for the body, but they use them because it keeps the lotion um, liquidy and, and make it makes it go smooth on your skin. But the the stuff in it really not good for your skin. Um, my remedy for that is using the same coconut oil, uh, extra organic coconut oil that I use for cooking, I use on my skin. I also use a baby oil, which is a mineral oil, which is the, the molecules are too large to actually absorb into um, the skin, or a combination of that and Vaseline, which is on the surface, your skin looks great, but it's not necessarily moisturizing on the inside. The coconut oil actually does a little bit of both. It actually does moisturize and um, is not toxic to the body. Now, none of those are really toxic to the body, the choice they gave you, and there are better choices than using your lotion. But as far as your toothpaste and your shampoos and your uh, what have you, there, is, there are a few 
few people, there are some people that do have a sensitivity to these lotions or oils or makeups, what have you, on the protocol. It is a rare number. I would say probably one out of ten people. And the best way for you to to discern or decide if you are going to be one of these people, I recommend people start their protocol once you out of the phase out of the uh, phase one when you've done your loading days and you're on the protocol in your low calorie days. Go two or three days if you can. Try and start it on the weekend, maybe where you can go two or three days. Make sure the protocol is working for you. Then implement the stuff that you would not be using. Implement the lotion or the shampoo or the toothpaste, the makeup, what have you. And if your weight stalls very quickly, then you know that you are that 1% or that 1 out of 10 people that uh, have that sensitivity. Now, the reason why I figured this out because I've coached people and they've been doing everything perfectly and we're just going through the list of foods and exercises and water and everything. I'm like, what the heck is it? And then I, the, it pops in my head to ask them, you know, what do you do, what, what do, you do for moisturizers? What do you do for shampoo? What have you? And, they, they, and we start eliminating them, you know, one by one. And sure enough, that that person ends up losing weight again. And if that was the culprit. So that is the one thing out there that's been kind of a, a you know, a, a, a myth. But I've proven that the fact that it does happen to some people. So as far as I'm concerned, it's not a myth. It is a fact, but it's a very low fact. So utilize the kind of method I gave you. If you have any concerns about it, if you've done the protocol before and you use lotions, you know that's not a problem. If you haven't, you're the very first time and you're just paranoid, and, and, and rightfully so, because if you don't do some of these things correctly, you can mess up your overall results. Um, then test the system by going without any of these things for uh, the first few days and then implementing them and see if you have a reaction to them. And if you do, then you're going to be that person that's going to have to just go to work looking the best you can <laughs> with, with as little makeup on as possible. So that one, but that one's a game changer because people have chosen not to do the protocol because they can't <clears throat> not wear or, or, or use these products and, and get away with it comfortably. So that's number six. Number seven. This one is uh, this one is a big one because it um, it kind of really defines the fact that is is the HD diet by itself a myth or is it a fact? Is it in fact just uh, you know a psychological response to thinking you're getting something in your system that's helping you mobilize fat and you happen to be losing weight and all these hundreds of thousands of people and millions of people now have success been successful at it or the argument that people have that you know that it doesn't really it's not really the HD at all it's the 500 calorie diet and so this one is a question that that not only is it a question but it's also the biggest um, the biggest um, Thing used to uh, refute the success of the HD diet. Even in the most recent article that someone Facebooked me with, saying that Dr. Andrew Wild, who is very, you know, this guy is very well known around the world. I mean, you know, author and I mean, speaker. I mean, this guy is, I mean, a household name. Um, did an article about he did not. He, you know, he did an article about how he did the HD diet was a valid diet and that it was just a low calorie diet. And he was actually quoting. Um, you know, the, the uh, double-blind studies that were done 20, 30 years ago, they used to refute that this diet actually worked. Um, I believe a little bit of those double-blind studies were propaganda by the loss industry, but that's my conspiracy theory. But the point is that here's a guy that holds a lot of weight that, as far as I'm concerned, needs to lose weight, who's not physically done the protocol, but yet he's making a comment that, that it doesn't work, based on the fact that if anybody did a 500-calorie diet, they, 
that they would lose weight. Well, we know that to be true that if you cut your calories to 500 calories, you'd lose weight. But the point is, is you would. The point is that it, it would be next to impossible for you to go 21 days or 43 days on a 500 calorie diet with no other assistance from your fat reserve and be able to function in society in a way that you would not look like there was something very wrong with you or physically injure yourself or even cause grave harm to your body. And that's where I kind of went, well, that was a little reckless. I mean, okay, because some people may go, well, okay, well, I can't afford or do I not want to use HGG? I'm just going to go on a finer calorie diet and, and, uh, and, and see if my body sustains. And what the funny thing is that even the lemonade diet that, that where you're just taking in liquid and fasting for 10, 15, 20, some people will go 40 days, it's still a 1,200 to 13 to 1,500 calorie diet because those table, two tablespoons of maple uh, molasses or maple syrup that you're, uh, what is it, um, uh, what is it, uh, it is maple syrup, maple syrup you're taking is like every time you do it is like 220 calories. So by the time you're taking, drinking these eight glasses or nine glasses, your body is actually taking in, in calorie, it may be sugar, but the point is it's taking in 15, 1,600 calories a day. Now it's all liquid. And it's all, you know, the lemonade is cleansing, but the point is it's still not a 500-calorie diet. And so, so the myth that you could do a 500-calorie diet, and, and, if you, and if you think I'm wrong, I mean, look, I tried. I tried. I, I made it about five days, and I was like, I can't do this anymore. And, 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 and the fact that you feel like crap, you don't have the energy to want up to get up to do anything. You, don't, you really kind of want to lay in bed, and it's like it, it just, it's just very, very difficult to do. I challenge anybody that thinks they can go to 43 days on this protocol and, and, and do 500 calories a day, prove me wrong. Um, but please be smart enough to stop when you realize that you're getting dizzy and you're falling out and you don't feel good. Um, and that's usually what happens. You get very fatigued, you get dizzy, you kind of get lightheaded, and you just don't feel right. And your body's starting to shut down. Your metabolism's starting to shut down, which you stop losing weight. Within the first week, you stop losing weight anyway because your metabolism goes into starvation mode. So um, I thought this was important because it's one that it's thrown out all the time. Um, in conjunction with a double-blind study, and I go, you know what? You can double-blind me all you want. I have hundreds, if not th- probably thousands now, over the last three years, people that have done this diet. So unless we are all are somehow just psychologically so powerful that we just triggered something within our bodies to go, okay, because we're taking this, this special hormone that's supposed to release your stored fat, but it really doesn't work, but we because we believe it works and we're, and we're all with the placebo effect, um, I think most of the placebo effect, we wouldn't have such a high percentage of success rate in the 90s um, for that case. So um, I threw this one in there because it's, it's the ignorant argument that I get from people that who have not bothered to read the, the protocol. And I think if you read Simeon's original protocol, and trust me, I still believe Simeon's protocol is a brilliant protocol. I believe it needed to be modernized and updated because some of the stuff that worked in 1952 uh, and maybe even in 1960, maybe even 1970, this doesn't seem to work as well today in 2011 because of the fact of not him or his science because of the food quality is just so crappy. <laughs> so, um, but if you read the protocol you, and you understand the science behind why this why this mechanism works so well and why this protocol works so well, um, it's very difficult to have that 500 calorie argument. So when I say the people that are un, they're uninformed because when you regurgitate something, you have not taken the time to read yourself and 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 give an educated um, opinion about it. I find it. I find that your your information you're dispelling is foolish. So, 
Anyway, that's myth number seven. So we're almost done, guys. We've got three or maybe four more, and then open up the lines, um, and we'll have about 30 minutes for chatting if we need, need be. All right, so myth number eight is uh, ACG drops work better than ACG injections. Is that a fact or a myth? You know, I get this all the time. Every day, someone says, which one is better? And my answer is, from personal experience, I, I'm a little biased. And I, I'll, I'll be honest with you why I'm a little biased. And if it was reversed, I don't know if I would be as biased, but this, these were my results. I did injections first because when we did this protocol, drops were not an option that I knew of. Okay, I didn't think it existed at the time, three years, three, almost four years ago. Um, and we did the injections. Then the drops came about, and with the research of our book, I wanted to know, and that's just me. I want to know what I'm talking about. So I did a protocol with the drops. Now, what I experienced, and that may be my ADD you know, behavior, <laughs> what I experienced is that I would take the drops in the morning. In some cases, I was kind of hungry in the afternoon, so I had, I had to take a little bit in the afternoon. And then nighttime would come around, and I would, I'd forget. And I'd always wake up in the middle of the night going, oh, crap, I forgot my drops. So for me, I would think that my levels weren't consistent because I would get to take the drops in the, on the second dose or, and sometimes for me, third dose, because I was experiencing some hunger issues. I found it, I found it to be a pain in the ass. Now, I preface that by saying once you've done the injection, you take one shot a day, you don't worry about it the next day. Having to remember to take something three times a day, even if you're hungry or not, if hunger is not going to be the thing that's triggering you to remember, for me, with my busy lifestyle, I could forget to take my dose, which means I believe my levels were always never consistent. With an injection, you inject the same exact amount in your body every day. You hit your levels stay consistent. If you're taking it every 24 hours, it stays consistent. So the results seem to be a little bit better. I lost about seven pounds more on the injections than I did the drops. Now, to counteract that, and this goes into this is not a myth or fact category. This is a it depends on you category. <laughs> there are some people that do extremely well on the on the drops. Um, seem to psychologically like it better. Um, it physically works better for them. D taking two doses a day seems to work better for them. So they're always kind of infusing themselves with HCG. So this one really is a. I'm not going to give you the definitive answer that yes, I believe injections work absolutely better for me. I got overall better results, but that may be because of my ADD behavior and the way I handled taking the drops. So I want to really make sure that I don't sway you one way or the other. Whatever you're most comfortable with should be the way you do it. Um, I'm only talking about real ATG. I'm not talking about uh, homeopathic at this moment. Um, so I just found them to be more, more um, less convenient, and they are more costly. I mean, uh, people don't realize sometimes that in order to, if you're taking real HCG and you're mixing it into drops or injections, it takes twice as much HCG to mix into drops as it does into, into injections. So the cost factor is a little bit, little bit higher. But if it's going to be the, the you know, the, the, you know the, once again, the line in the sand, that for some people who just can't get themselves to, um, you know, give themselves an injection every day and they just really have an adverse, you know, your, your adverse reaction to that thought process, then drops, thank God that they did create this sublingual drops and, and that they are very effective in this weight loss protocol. So on this one, I'm going to say that it's neither fact or fiction. It's personal um, choice. Um, for me personally, I found it to give me a little bit better results with the with the injections. Um, but once again, that may be because of the, of the way I took the drops versus the way I took the injections. Um, so the jury's still out on that one. Have, if I feed, if you give you feedback from other people, pe there's uh, there's some people that that have gone the opposite way 
around where they took the drops first and then they did the injections and um they found that the actual um injection they found that the injections were more convenient but they also liked the fact that they didn't have to worry about the refrigeration they could carry the drops with them they were easier to travel with um and made made the whole protocol easier for them so this one guys i don't have a definitive answer other than um whatever works for you okay um let's see number nine Let's see, number nine. Okay, you know, this is my big one, and I say it near the end because, of course, this is the one that, uh, you know, I kind of blew the top off the whole HD diet industry when I started touting this this myth to be fact or not, and that is if you exercise with the HD diet, you'll not only not lose weight, but you may become weak, tired, and fatigued. Is that a fact or a myth? Well, I'm going to put that in the myth category with a caveat, okay? Um those who exercise regularly, exercising on the protocol, and, and keeping your, your, your existing regimen will not, in most cases, have any problem with weight loss um, issues or slowing in weight loss. And in most cases, will help you reduce more inches, get leaner, get stronger, and have overall better physique and look at the end of the day. Um, those who've never worked out before, utilizing moderate exercise, specially designed to tone muscles but not burn up the muscles or burn out the muscles or fatigue the muscles or break down the muscles, if you will, will also get overall better results, faster results, lose more inches um, by combining the two in your protocol. Those who do not exercise, who go from zero to hero and try to go to the gym and, and, and suddenly become, you know, the next bodybuilder, you know, suspect, will most likely feel fatigued and um, see some water weight gain from the tearing down the muscle and the healing process. So let me break that down to you. Exercise in its own right and the HD diet combined, I believe, is the best overall, overall way to come at this diet protocol. The fact is that you know the original protocol said absolutely no exercise, nothing but minimal walking to 30, 40 minutes a day. You know, the, the, If you understand the protocol, understand Simeon's um, who his target audience was at the time that he created his manuscript, it wasn't for us that were semi-fit or had 50, 50, 60 pounds to lose or even maybe 100 less, 100 and down. It was the morbidly obese that getting up and being mobile and exercising was going to be a challenge within its, within its own right. Therefore, in order to help fat mobilize in the body, because it's now being released from the fat stores, and get a visual of all of a sudden having a big fat pocket, and all of a sudden something is just breaking, hitting at it, tapping at it, and it's breaking off pieces. And that pieces, those pieces are trying to liquefy and be, and, and be released from the body either through the sweat glands or the urinary tract. If you're up and around and walking and, those, and, and you're able to move those fat cells, you give them rhythm, you give them a sonic boom to break them down and get them to release and, and, and move into your body, into your bloodstream, release to your urinary tract or your sweat glands. So the least amount, even the minimum mobility for someone who is morbidly obese would help them lose inches and pounds faster. But now take now fast forward to 2011 and, and even play back the last 20, 30 years. Diet and, diet and exercise have been synonymous in the health and fitness game for years. And some of the most you know, prolific writers and authors and fitness experts in the world have been telling you that the combination of a healthy diet and exercise is the best way to, to overall short-term and long-term health. Why would this protocol be any different 
because it's you because now you got something that's actually letting you tap into your fat reserve as energy. Why would you not try to burn up that energy as much as much as possible by implementing some exercise? Now think about it. On a normal diet of 1,200 calories a day, if you did a 1,200 calorie day diet, which is kind of the the normal diet that you know you get from the big name diets, they're trying to basically cut your calories. Um, to a point where you're not detrimenting yourself, but it's, it's enough to trigger your body to lose weight, then you can pretty much exercise and you're not going to be fatigued. And, and they're gonna, they don't tell you don't exercise on XYZ diet, and you see the commercials every single day. Nobody's telling you to not exercise. So why on a protocol that actually has got a, a, a unique mechanism that no other diet on the planet has, a natural hormone, hormone that does what it's designed to do is release stored fat into the body for nutrients. Now, the nutrients were designed to be for the fetus being, the unborn fetus to be fed, but guess what? It's still, it's still releasing these, these, this fat into your system to the tune of anywhere between 2,000 to 4,000 calories a day. So you're eating 500 calories, but your body's triggering off 4,000 calories a day. Would you think common sense would tell you that you would have not less energy, but more energy to utilize that into, into some sort of exercise. And I'm, I'm just telling people that just use your common sense and tell me, if does that, think, does that sound reasonable to you? And if that sounds reasonable to you, then I would take the reasonable route. So I personally know that I would not have gotten the results I got. And the reason why I know that, because I got the first results I got by doing following the protocol exactly as it was. It worked, but I lost fat and I lost but I also lost size. I lost inches in my arms. I lost my muscle tone. Um I dropped a lot of it in a, in that forty days. A lot of it. Um only to the fact that not because H E G was eating my muscle, because I was somebody who's in the gym three, four times a week pushing heavy iron, trying thinking that was the way to build my muscles and all of a sudden I stopped cold turkey. My muscle started to atrophy. Now this what this is what happens to people that are athletic, and even if you even even if you're not athletic, all of us have some sort of muscle tone. So this thought process that if you exercise, you're going to not lose weight is to me foolish. And not to mention that those who have exercised and have followed our particular protocol and, and who have implemented both have had very noticeably different type of results. And when I say different, when you look at two people side by side, and if you look at somebody and they're, and they're folding their arm or they're bringing their arm up or they have their arm side by side, do you see someone who has very smooth, soft-looking um, muscles with no real bicep or tricep, or you see someone, man or woman, that when you look at them and they bend their arm, that their arm actually has some tone to it and has a cut within the bicep and a, and a cut within the tricep, which, in, in my opinion, is a overall better look. That's my opinion. Uh, some people may not agree with me. Um, the reason for that, and the reason why people were losing inches that were just, you know, inches that didn't make any sense kind of inches, is because of the fact that when you build lean muscle, it helps you burn more fat, and you start closing the gap between the, the dermis, the fat, and your muscle. So, to make a long-winded, you know, answer, and we're almost at, our, at the end of our questions, um, I am a huge believer of exercise with this protocol. I will continue to, to tout this message as loudly and as high as I can. And the reason why, because this is a game changer for athletes or people who are athletic who are afraid to do this protocol because they cannot, they cannot even fathom going cold turkey six to nine weeks without exercise because they know what it will do to their body. 
So this answer is for those who want athletic results or who are athletes that are overweight. And I know what that looks like. In other words, I built a lot of muscle in the gym, but I couldn't see it because I couldn't burn the fat. And that is usually the problem with a lot of men and women that are working out day in and day out. And you're like, what is, what is the payoff here? You're supposed to be told if you go to the gym, you do some cardio, you do some weightlifting, that your body is supposed to change. And after three, six, nine months of keep paying and paying and paying and showing up and showing up and showing up, a year later when you go, why am I not changing? You get a little frustrated. And I'm telling you, I don't know why there's a personal trainer out there worth his salt that would not embrace this protocol with one of their clients instead of letting them come back day in and day out, week in and week out, making very small losses. And the majority do. The majority don't really look much different than they did a year ago. But they feel better because they're doing something about it. Well, I'm going to reiterate my message again. It's about getting people to where they want to be in the shortest possible time and then teaching them how to stay there for the rest of their life. To me, that's, out, that's value added. It is not meant to be you know, having people come back repeatedly over and over again or, or you know, coach somebody for the next three years of their life. I mean, to me, that's just ludicrous. So people, exercise. Get mobile. If you've never done it before, start slow. If you're, if you're, if you're, you're a balls-out kind of person, then just do what you got to do, and if you and listen to your body. This is the best remedy I can give you for exercise on the HD diet. If your body tells you, "Go, hey, feel like running right now," then get up and run. If you have the opportunity to do so. If you say, "I'm going to go to the gym," I feel good. I'm going to go to the gym. If your body says, "Wow, I'm a little tired today," then just rest. It is don't push yourself past what your body tells you to do. And fortunately for me, I have the luxury that I go when my body says, "Hey, it's time to run." It doesn't matter what time it is. I know if I miss that window of opportunity and continue to work or continue to do something, my body will shift and I'll go, I don't feel like it right now. And then it's effort for me to go out there and try and do it or I end up skipping the day. So I just learned to listen to my body. When I'm tired, I get away from my desk, I close my computer, I go lay down in my room, I turn on the TV, I watch CNN, I relax for a while until I go back, feel re-energized and go back to doing it. You know, not everybody has that particular luxury, but you can, you can still listen to your body while you're doing this. Whatever schedule you give yourself, you can listen to your body and just pay attention. And if you pay attention, you'll be perfectly fine exercising on this protocol. All right, my second to last question is HHCG, also known as homeopathic HCG. Does it work just as good as RX HCG? Um, and you can and can you purchase HCG from a Walmart or Rite, Rite Aid or GNC or any other popular drugstore? This is for all of all of you who have maybe tried and failed and thought you got HCG. Or you're thinking about buying HCG and you're online and you're going and you're getting popped up from all these little bottles of liquid that have the initials on the side of them and they're saying order now and you can get three bottles for three ninety nine or two ninety nine, whatever the case may be, let me tell you that unless you have a doctor that's concocting his own HCG drops remedy or you're ordering it from an online pharmacy or some sort of pharmaceutical connection of some sort, that if you walk past it in GNC or you walk past it in Walmart, you're at Costco, which I was at Costco and I saw HCG, guess what? The FDA doesn't stop anybody from using the initials HCG. But you need to look on the bottle, and you'll see on the bottle that it cannot contain homeo. Uh, 
human chorionic gonadotropin, which is HCG. They'll use the initial HCG, and I've seen the most clever yet. They'll go HCG times 10, HCG times 20, HCG times 30, and you're thinking, well, that, that must mean something. All it means is HCG with an X in the front of it. Okay, it doesn't mean anything. And when you look at the actual fine print and the ingredients, the, the, the kind of oxymoron to it all is that it'll say this bottle, this, this substance contains no hormone. Well, HCG is an amino peptide a.k.a. also known as a hormone that's naturally found in the body that they've, re they've taken from the body, extracted it, and they reconstitute it in some sort of injection or liquid form in order for it to do what it's designed to do is help you release your fat stores. Now, people will try and tell you, and you know what, it may be possible. I'm not a scientist, but it's kind of hard for me to get my head around it. But people are saying that they can actually take the the physical mechanism in the body and kind of program liquid in these bottles to have kind of the similar reaction to force your body to release these hormones or release or to release your um, fat stores um, by putting alcohol and some vitamins and minerals in a bottle and then energizing that stuff because they tell you don't take it to the don't take it to the airport and don't take it here because it may energize de-energize it I don't know anything about homeopathic medicines but all I know is that if in fact it can you cannot sell RX ACG over the counter um it's like me saying it's like me saying I don't want to be a drug dealer but guess what if you want some cocaine I'm going to dilute it I'm going to take a little bit of cocaine dilute a lot of dilute it put it in some water I'm going to put on the side of it you know cocaine and try and sell it to you and I'll probably have the feds at my door because that's still cocaine. It's still illegal. Um, with 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 any kind of drug, you can't sell that drug um, from over the counter in the store. Just want you to know that the biggest trick the, that the weight loss industry is playing on us right now, because they finally, for the first time in 60 years, have figured out a way to tap into the ACG market, is by just simply using the initials on a bottle and us not really knowing the difference and assuming, well, they must be telling us the truth, that it must be in there, and we really don't even read the label. 90% of people don't even read the label. Please don't. Um, read At least read the label, okay? <laughs> read the label. There are some doctors out there that are actually concocting their own, they're actually having compounding pharmacies make their own their own ACG liquid product, which does have human chorionic gonadotropin in it, um, but the majority of stuff you're finding in the big, big stores, it, it's not. It's junk, and you will lose weight because you basically have been taking an appetite suppressant, some vitamins, you're on a 500-calorie diet. But I've heard the symptoms 150 times. I have headaches, you know, I'm, my hair is falling out, I feel like crap, I'm hungry. Is this supposed to be like this? I can tell you that I've never spent really a hungry day on the HG diet, especially when I did the drops, and that was only because I needed more dosage, had to regulate my dose. I've never spent a day of fatigue and headaches and, and, and feeling like crap. If anything else, I kind of felt like I was bouncing off the walls and I could run two, three, four miles a day and I could lift and I was like, wow, I wish I could have this kind of energy all the time. Um, so just so you know, buyer beware. Um, and, and, and this is only because of the fact that I'm not trying to, yeah, yeah I am trying to shut down the, the weight loss industry's BS, but I also don't want people to, to do this protocol, do it with something that's not ACG, say they've done it, and then say it didn't, didn't work for them, and then spread that negativity and maybe put that message in the hand or the, or the brain of somebody who desperately needs it, who's just now been talked out of the cure that they may have been looking for all their life for their obesity issue. And that's why I'm so passionate about it. So lastly, 
is uh, the one I added to the um, so oh, so by the way that goes into the absolute myth category. Homeopathic ACG is not as good in my opinion, and I have people that argue with me. I lost all kinds of weight, and I did a great job, and it worked great for me. You know, good for you, good for you. The test is. See me 36 months from now, and if you still are the same weight or within 5 or 10 pounds of that same weight, then I'll shut my mouth. If I see you, you see me in six months from now and you gain about all the weight back, um, and usually most people gain it back with definitely within three years, but say within the first year, and you're doing the protocol again and again and again, then it didn't work. Because you may have lost weight, which you lost probably some muscle, uh, a good portion of that, which has to come back. That, visceral, that, that structural fat and visceral strike has to come back. Your body needs it. But what happens is most people turn this into a yo-yo diet, um, which is not what it was meant to be. So lastly, uh, you must stop taking prescription meds when you're on the HC diet. Otherwise, the prescription meds may hinder your weight loss. This one I put on, I put on here in red ink on my paper because it is, I think, probably the most dangerous advice that the original protocol has and even Kevin Trudeau's version has. Um, I understand the reason for it because some people that happen to take antibiotics or some drugs like prednisone and, and there's other drugs that actually help to actually cause you to gain weight, they would be very difficult to try and balance out the loss or the gain of weight. But someone who came into this whole ACG protocol with high blood pressure for more than 20 years, sleep apnea, type 2 diabetes, you know, stopping my meds, um, especially my blood pressure meds, where my blood pressure was like out of control, um, way out of control. By stopping my meds, um, not only is it scary, <laughs> I mean, I used to go into a panic every time I ran out of my prescription and, and, it was, and they had to reorder it and it was going to take them a couple of days. I freaked, man, because I knew that I felt horrible and my blood pressure was just hovering in that danger zone. Um, but the thing is, is that I think that that could cause more harm than it could. Good. And I don't know any doctors who really would say, look, you know, I'm going to take you off all the 17 meds you have on right now that's keeping you alive. You go ahead and do this diet and tell me how it turns out. But that's a really big question. People ask, should I stop taking my supplements? Should I stop taking my, uh, should I stop taking my, um, my meds? So supplements, I'm going to leave over here in the gray area for a minute. But meds, I really believe that that could be, uh, I say stop taking your meds. When all of a sudden your body tells you, wait a minute, something doesn't feel right. I feel great, and 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 I don't, and and my blood pressure seems to be normal or whatever. Uh, and I'll tell you what I did, and and how I knew. And so maybe you can figure it out before I did. I started. I stopped taking. I kept my meds on, but within about two weeks, and I dropped, you know, 20 pounds or so. Um, I just started feeling um, the opposite of high blood pressure. I started feeling kind of low blood. I started my energy started to kind of feel. I started feeling weird and lightheaded. And when I found out, I took my blood pressure. It was like extremely low. Like my meds never brought my pressure down to normal. It just kind of brought it down within a range that we could look at and go, at least you're not stroking out, right? But all of a sudden, it was like normal, and now it's below normal. And that's when I went, wait a minute. I, let me see what happens if I don't take my meds for a couple of days and realize my blood pressure had stabilized. And it was the miracle of my life, especially after 20 years of being on meds. I was 19 years old. I mean, that's pretty pathetic. Um, so I think that you. You keep them until your body will start telling you that, wait a minute, you don't need this stuff. Then go check your doctor. And what happens is doctors freak out. You walk in there and they're like, whoa, what did you do? You look great, but, man, I know you don't need this. You don't need that. You don't need this. You don't need that. And it's kind of like the, the thing that's suddenly been getting doctors to pay attention that this diet makes sense because their patients are walking in going, 
hey, I don't think I need this stuff. Do you think I need it? And then they do their test. They check them and they go, no, your cholesterol is great and your blood sugar is great and your blood pressure is great. My God, this is great. You look great. Well, that's how we're spreading the word. So um, people, um, don't take, don't stop taking your meds. Check with your doctor. Um, pay attention to your, te- you know, definitely monitor whatever it is medicine you're taking and for what reason you're taking it. Monitor it. See if it's if it's correcting itself because in a lot of cases it corrects itself really quickly. I mean, blood sugar stabilizes really quickly on this protocol. Blood pressure stabilizes really quickly. Uh, cholesterol stabilizes usually once you're done with phase three. You get your get your numbers checked and you realize that you've lost. I mean, you you it's corrected itself a great deal. You've dropped a lot of points in your your cholesterol level. Um, but I just want you whatever it is you're taking. Now some of you do have to take that will make it more challenging to lose weight. Um, but what's the worst case? If you're losing three or four pounds a week versus six or seven pounds a week, um, that's still a faster journey than any other diet on the planet. So that's my list of um, eight CG diet myth busters. Um, I hope they made some sense to you. I will make a PDF available, and I will be doing video series for all these um, to put on my blog and Facebook, I mean, on YouTube. But I wanted to do this show. You can always listen to the show, guys, on iTunes under the HC Diet Coach, or you can go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash 8CG Diet Coach, and you can listen to any of these shows, any of these past shows I've been doing for the last couple of years. Um, I do think I'm going to go into the podcast and kind of take the top 20 podcasts that, that have the biggest popularity, that, have, that, that seem to be giving out the, the message that people want to hear, and then put them all in on one big web page so people can go get them um, as a courtesy to make it easier for you guys to navigate. Because there are now a lot of shows that we have on there um, for the last couple of years. But um, so you can always get these from, like I said, and, and if you go to if you go to um, iTunes or you go to um, Blog Talk Radio, do me a favor and share the. If you like the podcast, you think it's got some value, share it on your. Facebook page. There's a button also in iTunes and on Blog Talk Radio that you can click and tweet it and or share it with Facebook. And that's how you help pay it forward and help get this message out. Because there's some things in these Mythbusters here that may make a difference between somebody either doing the diet or being more successful or staying on the diet a little bit longer. Or the pro- I should say protocol. I shouldn't keep saying diet. The protocol. And it may make a difference in their life just by you clicking one little button, and that could be your way of saying, this is what I did today to help somebody else and pay it forward. So please do that for for us because, you know, we are uh, one family here and everyone here that, it, that it listens to us and that, you know, bought our products and that is a part of our – or I've coached or whatever, I've reached and touched in any way. You're all a part of our family. But we are relatively a small family. Uh, compared to the $30 billion weight loss industry that's in our pockets every day just trying to steal from us. And we know this works. And if you've been on this protocol, you know it works, and that's how you pay it forward. If you haven't been on it, um, it's definitely information for you to digest, make a best decision you can if this is for you, and then give it, and then do it. I don't say try it, just do it, uh, like Nike says, and you will be amazed by the results. So we have about 29 minutes of uh, Q&A for those of you that may have some, add some more ACG Dire Mythbusters to, the, to my question board here, or if you have a comment or a question you want to uh, ask, just hit one on your phone, and that'll put your hand up, and we will just go in chronological order. If I've been as so thorough that you have no questions and and the, the show can end, then we can go ahead and end it. But uh, usually when I get ready to end it, then people put their hands up. <laughs> so um, 
I uh, they have one hand up, but it's been up the whole time, so it may not be it may be accidental. But hit one on your phone if you want to go ahead and, and add something to this conversation, either give a shout out or or uh, ask a question um, that wasn't covered. Um, anything, anything HUD related, I don't have a problem with it. But um, if yes, do you do? Go ahead. If not, then we will move on and do just another show. So I'm going to um, assume that the person who has their hand up um, has a question and they just put it down. <laughs> so that was quick. <laughs> All right, so let me scroll down the list here to make sure I'm not missing anybody. Okay, here's one, uh, 201344. Uh, you're on the air. Hello? Hello 201344. Can, mm-hmm. can you hear me? Okay. I can. So, hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. I'm I'm doing really well. Um, first of all, let me say thank you for doing these podcasts um, as a blog spot, actually. And... Um, you know, you were one of the people who I go on YouTube and I take a look at and see um, the things that you're saying about HGC. So you have definitely been Thank an inspiration. You. Thank you. Um, you're welcome. So what I wanted to ask you is, you had you were saying about the 35 days versus uh, 35 pounds versus 43 days, and you were saying mm-hmm. that um, you've seen people do the protocol for 120 days straight, the phase two. And they were still, you know, continuing to lose weight. They didn't build up an immunity. Um, my question is, was that on the homeopathic drop? I mean, not homeopathic, the RX drops, or was that via injection? That was actually via injection, believe it or not. So that and that was that, and that's why I made the made the point even more poignant because the feedback started going out. Later was okay. Well, this only this immunity only happens with the injections, but you can actually get away with it on the drops, and that was really the propaganda from the homeopathic drops <laughs> uh, manufacturers because they wanted you to keep buying their drops and keep taking it for month after month after month after month. Um, so our goal was to prove that that wasn't the case, and that we had some some people that had a lot of weight to lose that were willing to just take it as long as they could take it. And, and it, the thing was basically go as long as you, you're enjoying the process or as long as you're still using, losing weight or whichever comes first. Instead of being the 35 pounds or 43 days, let's do it to where you either stop losing weight or you stop feeling like you want to be on phase two because it can get after 100 days, that's a lot of time. Um, and, and not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, there's been at least 10 now that have gone way past the 43-day process, still continue to lose weight, um, and actually are grateful that they were, because when you drop 80, 80, 90 pounds in, you know, 100 days, 120 days, I mean, that's a life-changing event. <laughs> I mean, that's usually something that would take people a year and a half to do. So, uh, yes, it is with injection to answer your question. Yes. Okay. And um, in terms of the, the dosage, do you do you have with it all different types of dosage you know amounts because I'm well, doing 175 cc. Right. Um, the doses I recommend people take is 200, and that's because it just seems to be the, the the amount that seems to be dialed in, no matter if you're five foot zero or six foot, you know, six foot nine. It just seems to work, man or woman, you know. 
whatever size. Um, 175 to 275, it seems to be the range for some people that need to dial it up or dial it down. I say if it's working for you at 175, then then not only is that that's fine, it, it'll actually last you a little bit longer. So as long as you know that it's working for you and that dose, you're not feeling any of the symptoms of either slow slow weight loss or or fatigue, or you just don't feel like you're getting getting the results you're supposed to be getting at that dose. Um, usually hunger issues are, are are a clear sign that your dose is too low. Um, before anything else, uh, if it works for you, then you keep it up. I mean, that's uh, whatever my thing is. But it ain't broke, don't fix it. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for your question. All righty, um, let's see. Next caller on the air is 718-873. You're on the air. Hi, I can you hear me? Yes, I can. Okay, I just had a question. I originally um, completed my first round like back in June, and I've had like about um, two or three false starts, which means like I went hard for like a week, and then summer came and parties came, and then I just decided to go off. I I was wondering if you were going to cover that. Like, are the breaks and the long extent of the breaks necessary in between? Like, do yeah, I need to? That's a good question. Is there a part two to that question, or is that part one? So yeah. Well, that. that that basically is it because um, right now it's like. I've been, of course, looking on your website and hearing all the great things, but I know, like, the last time I attempted it, it's going to be about a month. So I know because this is going to be, like, about my third, even though I haven't gone the entire month, but it's only been, like, a couple days where I use it here or there, and then I can't stick with it, but this time I know I'm going to stick with it. So I'm wondering, do I need to wait any longer or... Great question. That that will go on my MythBusters list right there. Do you need to have the uh, six the, the six week break in between cycles, which includes phase three and phase four, if you will, uh, before you can start your phase one <clears throat> again? And the answer is no. That you actually can um, you actually can do multiple rounds back to back. Um, the three, if you do phase three, that's plenty of time in order to go back to phase one and skipping phase four. And that, and that, that's a little different than I originally, I think I originally had um, come up with in my book because, and, and I, I'm always, always one of those guys. If I find something that makes more sense or works better, I'm gonna, I'm going to uh, correct it instead of just leading on my original, original uh, information or belief system. Um, because I, you know, phase four is important at the time. I think very, very important. At least the way we go about phase four is very important when you're really ready to kind of move back into the real world of how do I eat for life. It, but if you have more weight to lose than going into phase four to learn that process just to turn around and kind of re-undo that, it doesn't make a lot of sense. So my thing is, is that if you're going to do a longer cycle, then just do a longer cycle. Um, if you need to take a plan break, you can actually take a plan break up to 10 days without HCG and still go back to resuming the diet again without reloading. But if you go into phase three um, and trying to stabilize, which I, there is a theory behind stabilizing in phase three for people who have multiple phases because you don't want to have your body trying to fight to get back to where you left. So sometimes stabilizing is definitely a good, giving it a new plateau or a new ceiling to, uh, to, to be comfortable with is not a bad idea, but that phase three is enough time for you to go back into phase one again. So if you've been off for a month, then you can go back on this protocol, and, and, but you do have to load again as if it's the first time. Okay, yeah, I have no problem with the loading, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay. But I would you. just I would urge you I would urge you to really really look in your calendar. You're you're going right into the holiday season. You got Thanksgiving around the corner. You got Christmas yeah. around the corner. Christmas parties, car, you know, parties, drinking. Look realistically in your calendar and make sure if you're not setting yourself up for another minefield, um, okay. because. If you already have this problem with your false starting, it may be because you're just have you're choosing really bad timing, and uh, it's, it's, I'd rather you wait and get it done right than try to navigate something that's going to obviously put you in because all those false starts start to take away your confidence and they start to take away your your belief system that this is going to work for you. So look in your calendar and make sure you have a clear 21 days for phase two, if at least the minimum of 21 days for phase two, and a clear 21 days you know for. Uh, for navigating phase three, at least to get that 20, 30 pounds off your, under your belt um, before you hit the holiday season. Okay. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks for your question. That was a great question. All right. Next caller, uh, you're uh, 713-728. You're on the air. Hi, Colin. This is Donna in Texas. How are you doing? Hey, Donna. Good. How are you? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. Well, I'm, I'm I'm steady trying to you know stay the course with the with the protocol and you know it's been working pretty well you know I I kind of um, know what the previous callers gone through with the false start I did that the last time but you know the protocol absolutely works because you know I'm one of the people who lost 47 pounds in 51 days on my first. Um, Round and I oh. wish I had uh, continued at that time because I was doing the protocol from just strictly reading the pounds and inches, and so mm-hmm. I was trying to stay, um, you know, close to what uh, Dr. Simeon says in that in his manuscript. But mm-hmm. on the other hand, I went 47 days because I'm cheap. I did not want to mess up my, um, you know, throw away any of my uh, mixture. I wanted to use it all, mm-hmm. and I'm one of the people who skip a day during the week. I skip on right. Sunday. So I had more right. doses to take, and I said I was going to take all my doses before I, I stopped. So that's why I wound up going 51 or 52 days. And right. I could have continued on. I really could have. I really could have kept continued on now that I look back on it. So for all the people out there who was wondering if I should stop at 43 days or whatever, if you, like Colin says, if you feel like you can continue – then keep it going, keep it going. Because let me ask you um, a question, because yes. Donna, because you, you, I mean, do, do you think if you were able, if you had making the choice to go sixty, ninety days and reach your goal, would you be in the position where you're doing these multiple cycles now, or would it would it have minimized the possibility? It would. It would definitely now? minimize it because I think I, I I think that if I if I had to continue in my first continue my first round to. Uh, sixty or seventy days. I would probably be. I would be where I need to be right now. Right. Because you right. know, part of the really thing once you go through this, go through this protocol, is that you know, vanity kind of fits in. You know, people telling you you look good. You looking in the mirror and you say you say to yourself you looking good. You know, you kind of <clears throat> put off going and continue at least. In my right. case, anyway, you know, kind of, kind no, of put off yeah. adding on the next, uh, going to the next round. But you know, I would have, I, if I had of heard you say or anybody say that you could continue to go uh, longer than the forty-three days or longer than I, I had gone because I went fifty-one days, mm-hmm. I would have continued to do it. I definitely would have continued cool. to do it. 
Now, thanks for that feedback, Donna. I, appreciate, I, I want to make sure I got everybody on the call, so I don't want to cut you short, but I just want to make sure. I, I usually run out of time, so I, if I, I find out that nobody else, nobody else has any questions, I'll come back to you and let you finish. But okay, just, all I right. Two more hands up. All right, hon, thanks so much. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, now, the thing with Donna, put your, the thing with, with you guys, if you don't put your hand down, when I look at the look at the board, it kind of looks like the, the same numbers sometimes or not. So if you've already asked a question, put your push your one on your phone and put your hand down. Um, that will help me kind of navigate. Now, this one is kind of, uh, okay, there we go. This one is kind of hard to read your number because it starts with a zero, but it's like a 0947. Uh, if that number makes sense to you, you're on the air. <laughs> 0947. Yes, I can't. Oh, there, yes, I can. You're on the air. Can you hear me? Okay. Yes, I can. Hi, my, yes. Question, my question is um, converting IUs to CCs. Okay. Um, that's so confusing to me, where I take 0.25 cc's daily injectable. Uh-huh. So how does uh-huh. that convert? How many I use am I getting daily? 250. Okay. So just how, think. How do you just convert think. it? Well, so you know, I'm not a math. I'm not a math guy, but I can just tell you that if someone tells right. you to take 200 IUs, that's 20 on your needle into the needle. You figure that's one. That's one cc. One cc of liquid fits into a hundred unit IU. I hundred unit insulin needle. Right. Um, now, when you actually do your mixture. The reason why the reason why the math is difficult to explain because it all depends on how you're mixing your HCG. Because if you're mixing that's the solution what, that's what my differently, said. So the IU yeah, differently the mixture itself. Right, but to get the to get okay. the IUs on your on your syringe, the easiest way to know that if that 200 is 20, 250 is 25, 300 is 30, okay. 275 would be between okay. the, two, the two, the 25 and the seven and the three, you know, seven, basically 27 okay. on the on the so at least you don't need to do the math. All you need to know is that if you need 200, put right. it at 20. If you need 250, put it at 250. It's a good question. Okay. I just don't know how to okay. explain it because it all depends on how you mix it. You know what I'm saying? And math is my worst Right, subject. exactly. <laughs> that, that's what's confusing is that right. it really is about how it's mixed. And right, so I, put it this way. If you, mix it, right if you mixed it. If you mix 5,000 IUs with 5 milliliters of water and you need to take 250 IUs, 25 is exact mark. Simple as that. Okay. Um, so if you just okay. if you mix it like that, then I know that, that I know the mixture of that. Because some people mix 5,000 IUs with 10 with uh, 10 milliliters of water, and if you did 250 IUs, you would really be getting about 100. So <laughs> so you need to do okay. twice as much. That's confusing. So if you're following okay, the mixture okay. of 5, then 250 is 25 on your needle. Okay, that's very okay. helpful. I'm glad. All right, thank I'm you glad. very much. <laughs> You're welcome. You're okay, welcome. bye. Bye-bye. All right, so now it looks like all the hands kind of went up and down, up and down. Let's see. I think we have all the hands there. Oh, there we go again. So, like, All right, so 916-541, you're on the air. 916-514? I'm sorry, 916-541, yeah. Oh, I helped to take it off mute. I'm here. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm here. Sorry, I had you on mute. Um, My question is about doing a whole body cleanse while on the protocol. Mm Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that? 
I think it's a great idea. It's a great, I think a, a whole body cleanse is a great idea. When when seems to be the the big question it should be done. I tell people that you know you, you have ten days. Usually you have about ten days from the time you decide to buy your ACG products and the time it arrives. And it doesn't matter where you're getting it from, the pharmacy you're getting it from, you know, our connections or what have you. It seems to take about ten to fourteen days. Great opportunity to while you're getting ready for the protocol to actually start your body cleanse because you can actually get some of that uh, gunk out of your colon before um, you actually start the protocol, which actually help you lose more weight um, and actually keep it off longer. Um, some people do it after phase two and they do it in phase three, um, the beginning of phase three. That's also a good time, or you can do it at the very, very end of your protocol. Is it a good idea? I think so. My problem is, and I wish I could find a product to endorse, I just have not really found a really good total body cleanse that actually does what it says on the label. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, uh, that's the frustration for me. And if anybody ever finds one that actually really, really works, that they can swear by in their own personal experience, please let me know, because I, I think it would be hugely helpful um, for dieters on this protocol. I just don't have one that I can comfortably... I've used a dual-action cleanse. It was okay, but it still didn't do... You know what I'm talking about. The picture, it shows you're going to have this big tape of ugly stuff coming out of your bowels, and you're going to have... You're going to clean out your colon. I've never seen that happen, and my wife and I have tried probably seven different brands. So, good idea, yes. What product to use, I don't know. That's the That's the question. So, because I have 10 pounds left, and so I, I already started one, but I've seen my weight also being doing, doing some weird things up and down and stuff. So I didn't know if I had to do it the, this or not. Are you doing it at the same time? You're doing the, what you're is, doing the protocol? Yeah. I mean, are you actually on the HG and doing the cleanse? Yes. Okay. That's why I say either before or after. I think trying to do a cleanse in the middle of it, may, you may see some fluctuations in, in your in your weight. And that's because, I mean, the you know, the, those pills that you take for the cleanse, I mean, they're actually trying to, you know, scour and clean your colon and trying to actually compact all that stuff and get it out. You, you know, using the restroom te- seems to become a challenge when you're on the diet anyway. Uh, so I'm thinking the timing, you may be finding some challenges with the timing of trying to do it while you're on the protocol. Um, okay. You know, just my feedback. It just seems that it's better done before or after, but during is not what I would recommend doing. Okay. Thank you. Good idea. Just timing is the is the question, when to do it. So Okay. Thank you. Great question. Thank you. All right, we have um nine one two eight four four. We have about nine minutes. We're doing good. Um you're on the air. Hello? Nine one two eight Hello. Hi. Hi. Okay. Um, I was wondering, can I mix my B12 with my HCG in the same bottle? Um, some people do. I don't recommend it. Are you saying like mixing okay. it in? Like, so are you saying mixing? This is the this, and this is where this is my reasoning for this, guys, because I know that there's some doctors that mix it, but they're actually using like the powdered version of the HCG, then mixing in their bacterial static um, water or, um, or chloride and making it, a, making it one solution. When you're actually injecting liquid B12 into the bottle and you're injecting um, your, your, your your solvent, your, your bacterial static water, what happens is it throws off your potency because you're putting two different liquids into the powder and increasing the volume. So my thing is that it's going to be very hard to figure out what you 
actually dose should be because we now put in more than enough liquid in compounds. Does that make sense? So that's why that's kind of why I have but don't shoot both in the same. You there? Yeah, I'm kind of breaking up. <laughs> am I breaking up? So, so okay, no, so not. you're saying do not mix the B12 with the ACG in the same bottle. Correct. Mix your, put your B12 okay. in one bottle, put your ACG in the other bottle, and um, take put them in the same syringe, so you're taking one shot a day, but not the same mixing bottle. Yes. Okay. That's what I needed to know. And I Thank you. Put, yeah, I may... Thank you. I may be breaking up because my magic jack wants to be get over about on the phone. It starts to fizzle out and get a little weird. So, um, so we may have to end the call if it gets too bad. But let me know. Um, okay, put your hands down, guys, if you answered or asked a question. Pressing one because I still see it looks like these numbers are the same numbers. Um, let me see. Cause nine one six five four one. Yeah, I think we've already talked. So I think that's pretty much everyone. Um, anybody else have anything you want to add? And go ahead and push everyone push one on your um well not everyone who thinks they have their hand up push one, which is nine one two, uh put your hand down, nine one six, put your hand down, uh nine one six five four one put your hand down. Okay, here's a new one. Nine one two there. Hello? Nine one two eight four four. Uh, we've talked, so All right, do not, I hit okay. one yeah, again? Yes, please. Push one again. Okay. Thank you. Okay. All right. All right, so it looks like we've covered everybody. Um, so we're good, and we got like six minutes, so we're good. Um, anyway, I don't know, Donna, if you had anything else you wanted to add. Do you have a little bit of time? You can put your hand up again. If not, then we'll just go ahead and... Um, We'll go ahead and close the call. Um, but once again, this, I think it was a really good call because it's something that I've been wanting to do. Um, I always try to come up with new topics, innovative topics that will keep people thinking, but also answer questions. And, you know, my goal my goal is not to be the AC diet rebel, but I do I will speak out when I believe it's anything that's going to get in the way of people having success or being taken advantage of. And um, and that's really where 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 my my point of view comes from because we've now hit the, probably the most successful diet on the planet. Um it may not be getting all the credit for it. I think I think there's still a lot of celebrities that are doing this diet and 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 getting paid to endorse something else. Um um, but, uh, you know, that's just the way the business works. But that, that means that we foot soldiers that are actually doing the diet here and actually have gotten results from it need to pay it forward. But um, Hollywood or nor will um, the weight loss industry give claim to, you know, something like this because this is cutting into – Surgeries. I mean, do you? Ha- I, I got to tell you that I'm really proud to know that some of either our podcast or our website or, or even opening this, this this conversation has literally stopped people from doing gastric bypass surgery, um, going under the knife, and actually finding relief in their weight um, and losing the weight through this protocol when they were desperate enough and, and ready to go under the knife. And I think you may have heard that uh, I have a good friend that um, or, um, that uh, one of her friends is a is a, a surgeon that does um, gastric bypass, and, and, and in the conversation he even said, he said, I may do 100 of these um, a month, um, but of them, only 20% of them ever work, and the other 80% 
don't, and they've spent fifteen, eighteen thousand dollars, and within a few months um, or a year, they're right back where they started from. And that's someone who does it for a living. Now, granted, is he going to stop the surgeries? No, but the point is that those are the facts. These results are completely opposite. That we are well into the ninety percentile of those who actually follow the protocol um, and really give it the integrity that it deserves, really find results and refine it and find it quickly. So you know, don't you know? It, now I think the goal is when you've been given information and you have an education and you have some knowledge about something then it's it's more difficult for you to be for you to be swooned or romanced by the weight loss industry popping every new commercial or pill or diet pill or fat burner or appetite suppressant or some other you know cockamamie machine that's going to help you get a flat belly i mean speak to somebody i've bought a lot of gadgets and gizmos and the only thing that gave me a flat belly was getting rid of the fat that was on top of it and there was never a sit-up enough sit-ups I could do there's never been a contraption known to man that actually will from the inside out take your belly fat from you you could do all the abs in the world and all you're going to have is a real strong hard pot belly but you're not going to get a flat belly. And that's why I think it's a joke. And I know this now. I didn't know this 10 years ago, even three years ago, really, that you know all those all those uh, workout machines and stuff. They're just going to give you a six-pack abs and the thigh back. I mean, things have sold millions and millions and millions of dollars that will never get rid of your belly fat, never get rid of the fat you have in your body unless you lose the fat. I mean, simply, and we, and we think we have common sense, but we all get romance because we're desperate and we just want to believe that something is going to fix our problem. Well, I do this because I know for a fact it fixes people's problem. And I started talking about it before I even... It became it, at, before it took over my life and became a business and a coaching program and a and a and a and an audience and a venue for me to talk about something that I really believe in. Um, I just got on the tube and started telling people, you know what? If you want to change your life, go go find this protocol someplace. Then I got compelled to find it to make it cheaper because not everybody could afford fifteen hundred dollars um, for six weeks worth of uh, you know HCG. So you know it keeps progressing. And so now I do this show and I do these podcasts and I give this message out for you guys to share this information so you have some place to go to get, get a resource that you can trust. And I'm never going to tell you something that I don't believe is to be true. And i got to tell you, I've had people try to, to get me to sell the homeopath. And i got to tell you right now, I could probably make twenty grand a month selling homeopathic HCG. And it's a romantic number, and trust me. Um, but I cannot and will not sell something that I know for a fact that if anybody's ever been fat in their life, ever had a health problem that, that's, that's obesity-related, to give them something that is not going to work, knowing it's not going to work, I think that kind of, that, that, that will just come back. That, that's karma that I don't want. That's karma that I refuse to take. So I'm going to keep it real tell you the truth, give you information, and what you do with this is entirely up to you, but I hope you, it empowers you to take back your life and not get bamboozled by the uh, drug and the, and the weight loss industry. So at the end of my soapbox, I love you bunches. Thanks for being here and supporting the show. Uh, remember, if you listen to the podcast, pay it forward by sharing it with Twitter or Facebook or both. That will help us uh, pay it forward and reach a million people 